thought-provoking stories, and insights from around the globe by your favorite athletes. This is the Athlete's Obsession, brought to you by Obsesh. This week on the podcast, Max Seneca talks about how his father helped him train to become a professional volleyball player and what his first season was like with no fans. Welcome to this week's edition of the Athletes Obsession podcast presented by Obsesh. As usual, this is your host, Dalton Allison, and this week I am lucky enough to be joined by professional volleyball player Max Seneca. How are you doing today, Max? I'm great. Thank you, Dalton. How about yourself? You know, I'm doing pretty great. The The most interesting thing I think happening right now is that we're in two really completely different time zones. It is in the morning here, 11 in the morning, about in New Jersey. What time is it where you're playing right now? Yeah, so I am in Romania in Italy right now, and it is 5.16 in the afternoon. Wow. So I think uh, you're going to be the current record holder for the largest time difference <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> I love it. That's good. So since this is the Athletes Obsession podcast, I need to ask you, Max, what is your obsession? Once again, thank you for the opportunity. And for me, right off the bat, I have to start with my biggest obsession would be bettering myself. I think that's that's something that as an athlete, you, you have to commit towards. And yeah, basically, as, as the, the word says, it becomes an obsession. You're constantly trying to improve yourself, whether it be in the gym, mentally, physically. Yeah, improving myself would be my answer. Was there a mentor or a coach that inspired that trait in you to always want to better yourself? Definitely, definitely. I think over the years, I've, I've had a lot of coaches that have had a pretty substantial impact. But one thing, or should I say one person that has really stood out to me has been my father, pretty much. I think his, his work ethic and his ability to see things from a different perspective and join the dots even before things have happened have yeah have helped me a lot through my career thus far is there a lesson from your father that you you bring with you that you apply to your everyday life yeah definitely i think again the work ethic that that he instilled in me is is something that i have continued to work on i i feel like it's a never-ending journey of constantly trying to push yourself but yeah definitely just challenging yourself to get out there and do things that maybe you're scared of doing or, or maybe you're not as comfortable as you were before but after the experience or or doing something in sport where you're nervous about you end up feeling significantly better after I try to keep that going pretty much every day I know exactly where you're coming from on that because in terms of work ethic my father was also my greatest inspiration you often you look at the things that they do and then you kind of just emulate what you do based off of them yeah 100 percent. well max you are a professional volleyball player but that doesn't just happen overnight what age did you first fall in love with the sport i didn't actually fall in love with the sport when i first began playing volleyball which is i think quite quite an interesting story I started playing it at 12 and as the season progressed, I started to enjoy it a little bit more as I was playing soccer at the time. But 
I think 13 was when I really started to go, this is a sport that I'm just fascinated by. Every aspect of the game is yeah, just very entertaining to me, like the speed in which the ball is traveling at you and also how hard you can hit the ball is, yeah, it made me fall in love with it. Wow. So that age is kind of late in terms of developing into a professional athlete. Were you ever behind players your age or how hard did you have to work to really elevate yourself from the other players at your level? In Australia, it's quite uncommon for a lot of young people to just play volleyball in general. I don't think any of my friends at the time really knew what volleyball was. My family didn't know anything about volleyball when I first started. So it definitely is a little bit later in terms of internationally, especially against some of the other Asian countries that we face. The the people around Volleyball Australia understood the notion of working hard to make up for the fact that we are so far behind. And then For me, I was kind of with a similar like-minded group of of young guys. So we were all kind of understanding that we had to work really hard and there wasn't any particular standouts. We're all at the similar level. That's really interesting to me. So your family didn't really know what volleyball was. How did you coax them into letting you play and then supporting you as you rose through the ranks? They had mildly heard of it through school when they were back in school seems like a long time ago for them yeah as as I started to learn more about it my father and I were basically learning together we'd go out and practice together and and kind of learn the skills and how to move to get the most out of a pass or something like that yeah encouraging that to learning together aspect kind of helped us bond in in a way over the sport is that we can go all right well we're both trying to understand this game it's relatively new for both of us so yeah we can we can work together on something new which again relates back to the challenging yourself my father putting himself in a situation where he doesn't really know much about the sport so to try and teach his son on what to do is you know is a new thing for him it's quite quite interesting but seemed to have worked out (laughs) pretty well I think it worked out quite fine and do you think that the sport of volleyball brought you and your father closer together? I wouldn't say so. I, I think he's always been my best friend, to be honest. It's quite ironic. Yeah, we've always had a great relationship. My whole family, we have a wonderful relationship with each other. And yeah, I think just volleyball just happened to be another stepping stone, I guess, into you know really bonding over sport. My whole family has played sport most of their life. So that's a comfortable way for us to... Yeah, interact with each other and, and socialize and bond. Yeah, that's a beautiful type of relationship to have with your family. Now, looking back at you, Max, at what point did you realize that you could potentially make a career from the sport of volleyball? Yeah, that's, that's an interesting question because as a young athlete, it's hard to really look that far forward. But for me, I think it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't really quite until late in my volleyball career I guess I started to go hey maybe this could be something I could really push towards I think around 16 to 17 to be honest was was when I was going I I want to do this as a job yeah I think before I started my college pathway was when I, I really committed to the notion of doing this not only for employment but also for larger aspirations like a, an olympics or a world championship or something and from that trying to 
I guess, stay in a volleyball circle and become a professional would help me chase that dream. And part of you chasing that dream was deciding to play college volleyball in the United States. What was that decision like? I guess the beginning, my father and I sat down and discussed where I want to go. And as I mentioned, I started to realize that I could potentially do this for a long time. And yeah, we were saying that education has always got to be a priority. You always got to have a plan B if there's some freak accident in sport that happens. So yeah, well, I wanted to further my studies and get a degree. And the pathway of going into the US college system has been very attractive for many athletes across the world. And yeah, for me as well, it was like trying to chase a American dream of playing college volleyball and also getting a degree at the same time and experiencing the US culture. That was something that pretty much pushed me to, to follow down that pathway. Well, that American dream led you to the University of Charleston where you played mm-hmm. volleyball. What drew you to that university specifically? In the beginning, I was looking at a couple of universities that had established programs. And that was something that I thought might suit me better. At the time, I made a conscious decision that University of Charleston had offered some hefty scholarships that would help out my family. And also, they weren't really established as well. They were, at the time, fairly new, just entering Division One. So for me, I thought, it would be an amazing experience to go to a, a college or, or any place in general and build something from the ground up. And whether it be successful during my years or whether it be successful 10 years down the road, I think it would be a pretty special project to be a part of. So yeah, that was something that attracted me the most to University of Charleston. And I look back on it and I feel like I made a very good decision. What was the most difficult part of leaving Australia for the United States to help kind of build this unestablished college program? Yeah, probably my mum would have to be the difficult, most difficult part, you know, being pretty uh, emotional about it all. But apart from that, honestly, it wasn't really too much of a hassle. I think I came into the program knowing that there wasn't really any expectations. It was all fluid. You could work with the coaches and the players on what goals we would like to achieve. And through that, we were able to bond quite well because we all understood that we were working towards something bigger than just performing on the court. We were trying to create something that future generations of players or outsiders looking in to the University of Charleston can see just how the athletes carry themselves and how hard we work, all these other very important aspects of college volleyball. What was the highlight for you? There are a couple, but uh, I think the standout would probably be my first year where we had Ohio State, who at the time had just come off back-to-back national championships, come into our gym and we filled the gym. Yeah, pretty much every seat was taken from from what I can remember. And the, the noise was unbelievable. It was just a surreal environment to play in and versing some very big name players on the other team was was pretty special. That sounds like an awesome time. And, you know, it's something that 
we're starting to get back to now in society, the idea of a full gym and having a full crowd in front of you while you're playing volleyball sounds something very special. Yeah, yeah. At, at the moment, it kind of sounds foreign. It's like a full, yeah. full gym. <laughs> yeah, it sounds a bit weird, but I, I look forward to when the gyms are full and the fans are back and everyone can be at the games watching and supporting. Yeah, how different has it been then with fans versus without fans when you're playing volleyball? I've recently come off the college experience where there's been, you know, your your roommates and your friends across campus all coming to watch you play and screaming at the opposition. Recently seeing the difference between that and a professional environment where for most of the season we were playing in empty gyms and the loudest person was the wife of the coach in the crowd. Yeah, definitely a different experience, not something that I would prefer. I do like the crowd interaction and, you know, sport is entertainment, so having people come to your games, watch and, you know, find satisfaction out of you performing on the court is pretty special. It does allow you to focus a little bit more when you're playing away games and you don't have hundreds of people screaming at you, but yeah, I do miss the crowd interaction a lot you mentioned that you now play professionally your first contract was with Nordenskoff what did it feel like have all of that hard work through the lower youth levels all the way through college to now professional what did it feel like to have all that hard work pay off I can't tell you <laughs> just how good it felt Dalton honestly it was it was incredible the first time I signed the papers I was pretty emotional because it's it's something you dream of in the beginning. You see all these amazing athletes playing across the world, traveling to all these beautiful places, and their job is to play volleyball. You, know, you can't get much more simple than that. Your, your nine to five is training and more training. So to sign that contract was pretty special to me. And it felt like a bit of a sigh of relief knowing that I have ticked one of the boxes on my to-do list, but also allowed me to go, all right, what's next? And what's the next step? What was that first professional season like for you? Was there a lot of adjustment from the college game to playing professionally? I don't think there was a big adjustment on court. I think I still brought relatively similar focus and level of play. I think off-court was definitely the biggest change. Being in a, a college campus, you're well taken care of. The, the thought of food or travel never really crosses your mind or isn't a, a priority. But yeah, as soon as I became a professional, I had to think about, all right, what am I going to eat to prepare myself best for the games? And yeah, that was definitely something I didn't put as much emphasis on in the college campus because everything was laid out for you on a silver platter pretty much yeah having to prepare the the proper meals was was something that was very different but also i significantly enjoyed the the experience i think i've learned a lot from it and i'm much better off from it now you talk about preparing meals i can't not ask you what's your favorite meal to prepare now that you've had some practice with it yeah, well, I wouldn't call myself a master chef anytime soon, but I loved cooking chicken with a bit of paprika as the flavor, and I probably combine it with pasta and veggies. So I didn't eat a broad range of food, to be honest. I was quite simple, but I'd have some chopped up peppers, some beans, broccoli, and a little bit of spinach 
with with some pasta and the chicken so quite healthy but not as delicious as as you'd want sometimes simple is the best thing that you can do especially when it comes to eating yes very true so you were talking earlier about ticking boxes off of your list I have a feeling that one of them was to play for the Volley Roos, Australia's national volleyball team, and you have earned a spot on that team. What does it mean to you to be able to represent your country? So that happened recently. Yes, I'm currently playing with the Volley Roos in Italy in the Volleyball Nations League or VNL competition. And I'm lost for words, <laughs> to be honest. To be able to, to put your country's flag on your chest and represent 26 million people for Australia or however many we have is yeah I can't describe it it's such an honor and a privilege yeah it's a surreal feeling to to step on that court knowing that other people in that country are watching you and supporting you just based on where you're from you know and and they see the flag and the pride that people have when you're overseas representing the US or Australia is it's a big deal and putting volleyball aside yeah just having a jersey like that and walking into the stadium knowing that if someone has never been to Australia before and their first interaction is with you that you have the the weight of the country on your shoulders so to to represent Australia and Australian people for me is there's there's no greater feeling and no greater honor than putting your country's flag on your chest. You mentioned your close relationship earlier with your family. What was their reaction to you being selected for the national team? Yeah, so you, you have the classic mother reaction of of tears of joy. <laughs> but no, they were they were over the moon for me. They know how hard I've worked and and sometimes how hard it's been you know it's it's never a an easy path and I'm sure pretty much every professional athlete can attest to that notion of sometimes the path to success is a very long and slow journey and it can seem almost impossible but once you get to that level or once you achieve that goal my goal being the the Folly Roos team yeah it's it's a really special moment that you can share with friends, family, anyone. So yeah, it felt amazing. And they were really happy for me. Volleyball has taken you on an absolutely wild journey, literally across the globe. What has been the most wild part or the most fun part of your journey so far? There's, there's a lot to think of, but I'm honestly going to say right now, playing in, in the Volleyball Nations League, this is the best of the best are here. You can't get any higher apart from the Olympics in terms of quality of volleyball. So being here and, and playing against guys that I've watched on YouTube 30, 50 times, I don't, I don't know how many it's been for some of these guys, but they're basically heroes for me. And now I'm on the other side of the net trying to score points against them. Yeah, I think that's been the wildest part of the journey is meeting the heroes that you've looked up to and now competing against them. How do you reel yourself back in to put yourself in that competitive mind state against them? Yeah, so it is quite interesting. You look on the other net and you can't help but giggle (laughs) a little bit. You recognize this face 
from a million things you've seen them on. But in the end, we're just playing a game of volleyball. I think that's something that I to remind myself of is that, yes, this guy is a big name or he's quite famous in the realm of volleyball, but he's just another volleyball player just like me. He makes mistakes just like me. You know, he's, he's a human being, plain and simple. Just knowing that I'm here for a reason and I'm trying to help the team achieve their goal of winning games allows me to focus in and go, all right, it doesn't matter who's on the other side of the net. We're all here for a common goal and we need to work hard to achieve that. What has playing around the world, whether it be in Australia, the United States, or even now Italy, taught you? not only as a player, but as a person? Well, yeah, that's quite an interesting question because there's a lot of lessons you can take about working hard or staying dedicated to that stuff. I'm going to go off the track a little bit and say that I think one of the lessons I've learned recently and something I've really tried to work on is that the success of the team always outweighs the success of the player, I think is something that really needs to be emphasised in team sports. There has been plenty of teams with big names or world-class athletes across all facets of sport, but the teams that are able to set aside individual performance or individual egos and commit to a common goal are the teams that gain the most satisfaction out of playing together and generally perform the best. That's something that I've really tried to absorb from some of the older guys that I've been working with here in Italy and it makes the environment incredibly fun when everyone is pushing each other to make that one percent increase or change their mentality slightly but also be the first person to congratulate that person on their performance it's surreal it really is there's a lot of camaraderie in this team and I'm very lucky to be here and and experience those lessons, but also, yeah, I feel incredibly happy being here as well. It's it's probably the most fun I've had playing volleyball thus far has been at this competition. If a fan were to book an experience with you on Obsesh, what would they receive? Yeah, well, they would receive a lot of information on the mental aspect of volleyball. I think that's something that I'm by no means an expert, but some, I'm really trying to focus on and, and learn from a lot of older guys on this team. So instilling the same messages that they have taught me, I think is something that I would like to share, but also I'll bring a lot of encouragement because I think that looking back when I was a younger athlete coming up through the ranks, there were a lot of older guys who to me seemed a little bit unapproachable, not because they weren't or of no fault of their own. It was just the dynamic of the relationship was these people are at the pinnacle of Australian volleyball, for example. How am I, a young athlete, going to approach these people? But understanding that everyone is just human and then really just taking that step off and approaching someone or sending a message, you'll you'll begin to understand that a lot of older athletes or more experienced athletes are more than happy to help. So that's something that I will definitely bring. And I'll also have a lot of fun doing it. I like to have fun and smile and laugh. So yeah, that's very important. Lastly, if fans wanted to keep up with you on social media, how would they do so? 
right now, as I said, we are playing in the Volleyball Nations League. So if you just type in VNL online, it will come up with our uh, schedule, being Team Australia, of course. But on social media, you can pretty much find me anywhere. On, on Facebook, I'm just Max Seneca. And on Instagram, I'm Max Seneca with two A's at the end. But yeah, please, by all means, chuck me a friend request or, or follow me on Instagram. I'm more than happy to talk to anyone, whether it be volleyball, life, experiences, anything. I'm an open book and I love the interaction between players and fans. I think it's very important and highly undervalued at the moment. Great, Max. Thank you so much for coming on the Athletes Obsession podcast today. It was such a good conversation that we had. Yeah, thank you, Dalton. Thank you for having me. I appreciate the time.